1: Slash I Heart.
3: Welcome to Special Teams, a production of (music) iHeartRadio. Greetings and welcome inside the Special Teams podcast. I'm your host, Jason Smith, the man on my radio left. Hi, I'm Mike Harmon. You got to say it faster, buddy. I mean, come on, You like you weren't
4: ready. No, I, I say- was ready. I always. just didn't know if you were going to give me a big buildup, a bunch of adjectives to describe how swole and dominant I am in my performance here on the podcast. I didn't know. They know who we are by now because we've, we've done a few of them. I, I say
3: Jason Smith, you say Mike Harmon, but instead
4: it's, oh, hey, look at me. But there's always some new folks coming in. Sure. Maybe there's needs a build up. Maybe a little bit of, tr- you know, giant... Flutes and
3: trumpets You want giant flutes and trumpets Not regular flutes and trumpets Giant It's got to be giant flutes Well, rock
4: flute Like Jethro Tull
3: Snot running down his nose Well played They had other songs and, Yeah, but that's that's the go-to one though That's always the go-to one It is one. a pretty good one Hey, Aquila What we do on Special Teams Podcast We spotlight a single season In sports history Some of the best, most notorious Or worst teams That grace a gridiron Hockey rink, basketball court, baseball field, diamond, whippoorwill, woodpecker, blackbird, chickadee. Yeah, maybe the squared circle. I mean, you never know what you're going to get. Oh, You know, let's look at the year that Macho Man Randy Savage had back in 1983.
1: Wrestler of the Year Tonight,
3: Wrestling Illustrated. We take a look at the 1997 Michigan Wolverines, the first Michigan team in 50 years to win a national championship. They did it via defense. They did it with a future NFL Hall of Famer who didn't even play. And there was controversy. There was achievement, something we had never seen before in college football history, all part of the big 1997 Michigan Wolverine season. This was a team coached by Lloyd Carr, who was a longtime assistant and was promoted to being the head coach previously. And look, it wasn't like he was a guy that was sought after to become the Michigan head coach. He was a Michigan man. And the old Bo Beckler line a Michigan man will always coach Michigan. He was a very loyal, longtime defensive coach coach. coach who got promoted and hey guess what Lloyd Carr wins the first national championship in
4: 50 years well and it's all on the strength of the defense and we'll get into some of those numbers and peculiarities when you look at the they have the hardest schedule in the land coming in but it's the long-held tradition, and anytime there's been a shift from that, there's the the question of, all right, is this a legacy thing? Do we need to work outside every time the job comes open? All the speculation. But for Lloyd Carr, everything came together in what was one of the magical seasons. I mean, that was still just fresh out of getting thumped with some regularity during my tenure uh, at Northwestern, watching my team get obliterated a couple wins in a row, but then they were on the schedule of what turned out to be a ridiculous run by Carr and his men. It wasn't a great year offensively,
3: though they did have a defensive star make some big plays for them. The defense was incredible. Every game for them was the same. They would hold, the offense would score enough points, and the defense would exert their will and close out the game. Most teams, you want to win a game, we want our offense out there because the offense is going to chew up the clock and gain first downs. This Michigan team wanted their defense out there because they were the ones that closed all all season long
4: they gave up their first fourth quarter points in week nine ponder that for a minute week nine of a season overall they gave up 37 second half points in a season and what was again at the time the hardest schedule in the land when you put it on paper heading into the year Michigan sent 31 players from this team
3: to the National Football League. Usually you see a team, if it's really good, they send between 15 and 20 players at some point because this is not everybody in one. This is not all seniors. This is just who played on this team for the NFL. You had 31 players, and you had players who were terrific and had great NFL careers. Jay Feely was the place kicker. He kicked in the NFL for well over a decade. You had Steve Hutchinson, who had a phenomenal career. Dahani Jones, who had a great career, also had a great career. Afterwards, broadcasting anthony thomas you know played for a long bears. time played for your bears for a while the a-train i mean i you think have, I have a jersey were... hanging in my closet do
4: you really you i'm really, not even kidding you have an a-train jersey a bears a-train really? i'm pretty sure wow from How a promotion i that? did years ago at, when i was uh working at yahoo we had a thing where we gave out uh for pr- our premium leagues we gave out jerseys <laughs> and they sent right you could pick your team and then there would be a selection of players that would be fulfilled and at one point they just sent me a couple of bears jerseys one of which is an anthony thomas which still hangs proudly and every once in a while i'll wear it I'll, maybe i'll wear it next week or i'll wear it the next time uh they win a game in 2022 no oh, good
3: good luck with that thanks buddy you're missing somebody on the team and i didn't mention him because we're going to get to him right now Brian who is greasy headed to the No, headed to the Hall of Fame. Not a guy who slipped on his driveway and missed time because he was partying too much. Allegedly. Brian Greasy won the quarterback job for Michigan this year, right? He won it over the incumbent the year before, who was Scott Dreisbach. And I remember when Michigan had Scott Dreisbach, he was going to be the next great quarterback. He was a good game manager, but he Mm -hmm. still had big games. But Brian Greasy, Bob Greasy's son, won the quarterback job. He won it over Scott Dreisbach. And a youngster named Tom Brady. Oh, that guy. Who wasn't quite ready to compete and win the starting quarterback job at Michigan. Brian Greasy, to the end of his life, is going to go, I'm the
4: guy that beat out Brady at Michigan. He wasn't good enough, and I won the national championship. I remember that well. That was one of the curiosities going in, and obviously the talk of nepotism and Surnames ruling the day uh, Certainly was Was heard for quite a long time And then you always have the pictures of Brady At his NFL combine with the concave chest And you keep going well I get it I get it (laughs) that's the way it works And Greasy had some, some big moments Some big games and even during this Magical run though there were times Where he did his His part to put some Some of these games in jeopardy It's amazing
3: that in his career, think about this, he doesn't beat out Brian Greasy and then barely holds off Drew Henson. Who was coming in as the much ballyhooed quarterback out of Michigan, local kid who was gonna he was gonna be the next great guy, and Brady
4: barely held him off. Well, with Henson though, you also had the giant baseball contract sitting there. So, in terms of trying to recruit him and get him to come to the school, you've got to make certain promises as well, right? There's certain <laughs> considerations. You're gonna get every chance to win this job, so you don't go play for the New York Yankees farm system.
3: And you want to know the funny thing about this is I have seen. Seen all three of these quarterbacks play In person how about that I seen I saw Tom Brady play in uh, For Michigan rather I saw them all Play in person at Michigan yeah I saw, I saw Tom times, Brady yeah. lose to Syracuse In that big 38-28 win like Where you. Donovan McNabb ran for a Touchdown with his shoe off you want to start Peacocking around the studio oh, right that now was Just best. Memories. That was the best I saw Scott Drysback play against Boston College and I saw Brian Greasy Play in the national championship Game in 1998 against Against Washington State, so I saw all three of these guys play in person. About that, Mr. Fung, do you want me to make you a button to
4: wear around? I do. A
3: nice little... Medal? How many people that you know can say I saw all three of the? There's Michigan fans with season tickets in not see all. No, three that of would these
4: be that play. would be you. You'd
3: be a short list of one. So as Michigan was preparing for the fall season, what else was happening in 1997?
0: 1997.
3: Married with Children was canceled after 10 years. No. Yes, very sad. And I had the biggest crush on Kelly Bundy for the longest time. Still do. I mean, like, (laughs) not quite as I did when, when. I mean, Dead to Me doesn't rev you up, but you know, she has her moments. Okay, I'll give you that. Sure, I'll give you that. But back then when, I mean, she was in, I'm like, oh my God, Kelly Bundy. (laughs) Kelly Bundy, Kelly Bundy. Titanic opened in 1997, became the biggest box office film ever in history with over a billion dollars. Jack, Jack, I'm flying, Jack.
4: Can I be honest? Yeah. I've never seen the thing in its entirety. Oh. I've seen it all pieced together. Ship sinks the at years. the end. Sorry, well, spoiler Well, that's alert. why I didn't go see yeah. it. Oh, you That's know why I'm not part of the billion dollars. <laughs> Harry Potter was published for the first time.
3: Yeah, buddy. What is the Philosopher's Stone? What makes it different from the Sorcerer's Stone? I don't understand. Just different countries. Different publishing. And, of course, the band ruling the airwaves in 1997. Hanson. Their debut album, Middle of Nowhere, and the hit, Mbop. Well, everything old is new again. Mbop, bop, bop, doo wop, diddy, doubt, dow doo wop, wop, wop woo, yeah, yeah, mbop. Mm, yeah, they performed anyway. I'm not done. A, oh, I'm sorry. Bop,
4: bop, doo wop, diddy, doubt, dow doo wop, bop, wop, woo, hey, yeah. Okay, no, You've been practicing that over these 20-plus years. I haven't. I just went to a concert that actually had Hanson as part of the lineup. So take that. Wow. Did you pay money for that? Well, they were part of a much larger lineup. Like, like yes. 30 groups? Then it'd be like okay. Seven. Oh, so, okay. Like two groups, I would say. Oh, boy. When Taylor Swift is the headliner, oh, okay, I think that's it was, good. Think oh, that's it was good. okay. And Lizzo was out there doing it, it, her it, thing. It wasn't like you saw the
3: uh, Hanson and
4: Seduction. No. No, I did not. <laughs> you know, Fox, even though they took away Married with Children... That year, they gave us King of the Hill.
3: I sell propane and propane accessories. That boy's not right. Bobby. So that's everything heading up to the magical season for the 1997 Michigan Wolverines. Coming up next, they have a couple of big tests early, and an unexpected player announces his candidacy for the Heisman Trophy. It's the special teams podcast with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Welcome back to the Special Teams Podcast. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca or at Swollen Dome. We are now taking a look back at the 1997 Michigan Wolverines, first Michigan team to win the national title in over 50 years. They began the 1997 fall season with a big win over Colorado, 27-3. to They followed up the next week by beating Baylor, 38-3. And you're thinking, okay, this Michigan team is not bad. They get into their big week three showdown with Notre Dame. And that really is for the longest time was always the official beginning of college football, when Michigan plays Notre Dame. Sure. Now, they play very rarely. They're not going to play again until... 14 20. years, yeah. right? Michigan, hey, able to, hey, we won the last game. They were all talking oh, track, track. and oh, everything. Oh, social
4: media was oh, so yeah. good after that yeah, game. Yeah, we don't care. We don't play you guys. We're not going to play you guys for another 15 years. Let's say like whatever the Hate hell we it. want to. Yeah, so much coming out, because you already you have the build-up for that game, but what they did to Colorado was historic in its own way, right? That was 101 one games that that was the lowest output that Colorado had, had, and then you get to Notre Dame. You got Paulus, and you got the first year of Bob Davie. So you've got this shiny new look and Remember pa, Ron Paulus, Being said he was going to.
3: He will win multiple Heisman's with
4: Notre Dame. And then you know when I that had him pretty on, well done. when I had
3: him on my radio show after when I was at ESPN, I would have him on every week and he was so awesome. And one time I was joking around about Ron Paulus. And he goes, Oh, I talked to him the other day. I go, Wait, you did? He goes, He's the quarterback's coach at Notre Dame. Of course I talked to him. I talked to him all the time. I was
4: like, Oh, I didn't know. Like he still had a relate talk to Ron Paulus all yeah, the time. I always felt bad for Ron Paulus because they kept trying to make him run the option when he was a statuesque, yeah. stand behind the tackles and make a throw quarterback. It's they, like Gretchen Wieners kept trying to
3: make Ron Palace happen and it just didn't happen for He's him. not getting to the
4: outside. Stop.
3: <laughs> Week three's game against Notre Dame was a nail biter. No points in the fourth quarter for Notre Dame. Michigan scores two touchdowns in the third quarter and they really put the game away late despite the fact they turned the football over repeatedly in the fourth quarter. A handoff was botched, gave Notre Dame the football. Notre Dame drove to the 20-yard line, but they had a key stop on fourth down, and Michigan ran out the final three and a half minutes of the clock. They turned it over. This was the first nervous moment of the year for Michigan, but the defense was able to hold firm a storyline that would go on throughout the rest of 1997.
4: In a spotlight game to get to three and zero, in I mean, because let's face it, all eyes are on this game, right? You've got Florida State and Nebraska doing their things, and that'll be the other story that weaves in and out throughout what Michigan is doing. But you look at the dominance and especially fourth quarter scoring like that's that's that became the hallmark of this defense and especially with those giveaways we talk about it all the time in the NFL talking about in college football the ability to bend a little bit but pick up for the other thirds right your failures on offense or special teams or if your defense is struggling having a quarterback that can will you and push you over the top in points totals here the defense just stop after stop you watch highlights of this group and just watch how they switch warm to the ball it was really something to watch. So now Michigan suffers or, or gets through their first test, nearly suffering their
3: first loss. Couple of big wins later, I'll gloss over the one against Northwestern. You're on. Hey, we beat them
4: two years in a row before yeah, that. You buddy. did okay, but you didn't. And Brian didn't. Goins had a couple of field goals. He scored the first second half points against a man. Come he on. Also, he also, were stealing the plays off of their
3: sideline before the Patriots made it fashionable. You're all, you were kind of doing we were that smart. Um, Well you are
4: very smart If you're too yes. dumb to cover up <laughs> your signals <laughs> It's my old rule of thumb Everybody's trying to get an advantage Baseball, football, etc If your coach, your quarterbacks, whomever Too dumb to pay, figure out that they're tipping calls We keep seeing it in 2019 in teams as well. Michigan takes their undefeated record to
3: Iowa for week six, and Iowa jumps all over them in the second quarter. They score 21 points, punctuated by a punt return for a touchdown on the final play of the first half by everybody's All-American Tim Dwight.
4: One of my favorite guys. Dwight Lightning, Tim Dwight. I tell you, we we had a great story because at Northwestern, right, small campus and the visiting team's buses, they're right outside. And at the time, you're collecting autographs or, you know, you just want to go meet a player or a coach. Very easy to get close. And Tim Dwight was – there was such a a market, and this is a big deal as we talk about the the licensing and ability for players to make money off of their name back in the day – they had state sheriffs that traveled with the Iowa team because there was such a market for Tim Dwight autographs in Iowa that they'd literally, he'd look and he'd go, have we seen these guys before? It was their job to say yes or no. And we saw a guy that had traveled from Iowa city for the game. Like, nope, we know you, he's not signing for you, but he signed for everybody else. Couldn't have been nicer, but that's how much of an industry and how popular Tim Dwight was at his peak Later played very successfully in the nfl including a super bowl run with the atlanta falcons but this was a game the
3: defense would once again close out for michigan after michigan gets back in it brian greasy scores on a fourth and goal sneak from the one yard line to give michigan the lead but then iowa takes the lead back after a big kickoff return by tim dwight again michigan takes the final lead in the game 28 24 after brian greasy throws a touchdown to jeremy tooman Iowa drives all the way down to Michigan's 15-yard line, but Sam Sword picks off Matt Sherman with 30 seconds left to go. That secures the win, and it was once again, boy, as good as we've been, the defense really pulled us out of that.
4: Well, you look at greasy three interceptions in this game, setting up opportunities for Iowa and Tim Dwight, showing what special teams could do, right? Just the game-breaking opportunity and their their last field goal came off that 72 yard return, but once again, defense coming up big and just many stars off of that defense. Yes, Charles Woodson would get all of the headlines, but got Guys like Sam Sword came up big time
3: and again. Now you mentioned Charles Woodson, and this is really where his Heisman campaign began, which was week seven against Michigan State. And Nick Saban. You have yes, you have an undefeated Michigan team. This is before Nick Saban was Nick Saban. This is when it was Nick Saban's getting the head coaching job at Michigan State, really? Oh, all right. I guess so. Okay. We got, yeah, we got Michigan. So we got, we got him. They went to John L. Smith after that. Yeah. And, you know, they look, Michigan State Nick cycled Saban, through a yeah. bunch of guys before they finally got to Mark D'Antonio, who has been great. Who was great for a long time. But uh, Nick Saban really cutting his coaching teeth with yeah. Michigan State. But this is the game in which Charles Woodson announced his Heisman candidacy long being looked at as one of the best defensive players in college football, one of the best defensive backs. He's starting to play offense now for Michigan, and he's cutting through the clutter. He becomes the story. What's the story of this Michigan football team? Well, their defense is good, and their quarterback is okay, but hey, Charles Woodson's a guy who's excelling on defense, and he's starting to play offense. The first two-way star the sport had seen in a while. Rod Woodson, when he left Purdue to go to the NFL, had a couple of great games at running back at the very end of his run, but he wasn't a a two- Way player like woodson was for the majority of a national championship season So woodson's getting all the attention and it's week seven against michigan state where really his heisman candidacy is announced In earnest for the first time.
4: Yeah, I mean you have a couple of big interceptions and that brought his career total of 15 And you start when you talk about the history of michigan and every graphic is here's where he ranks all time You really get to start pushing that narrative and michigan state was five and one at this point so Under head coach Nick Saban Nick Saban Before right? he was Nick Saban well, I, he was- I remember meeting him As he became Nick Saban And moved over to LSU Oh, you met real? Oh, yeah. okay No, he was A lot of fun Chatting it up, he thought it was a you know a new new world, new change. I'm like, why are you leaving the Big Ten, man? What are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong with us? Why you gotta go over to the other? Because like, I can't beat know. Michigan because we're Michigan State. Well, but that's just it. I was trying to celebrate it, but I mean, they had done so well to that. I mean, that was the best start they'd had yeah. in 30 years. Okay, with that Michigan State team So when we, we look at Nick Saban He'd gotten everything moving in the right direction Unfortunately, he now faced An absolute juggernaut On that defensive side of the ball
3: Michigan State scored in the first quarter Did not score again Charles Woodson with two interceptions And in a big highlight game Hey, here's Woodson with two picks Following week against Minnesota Follows it up with a 33-yard touchdown On the ground Against the Golden Gophers In a game that Michigan won going away as well so now you have woodson with two interceptions here he's on a touchdown run charles woodson two-way star when i say cut through the clutter there's always there's always big passers there's big runners there's big stories but when you get something that you haven't seen in a while wait a minute wait a minute this is a this guy playing both ways he's playing offense and defense and special teams remember he was a big punt returner as well absolutely this is something that everybody hooked into and suddenly michigan became the stars of college football because Long tradition program, winning all these games, and now you got a guy that's one of the Heisman Trophy
4: favorites. Look at what he's going to do and some of the amazing work on defense. You mentioned special team. But now in this game, 16 plays on the offensive side, including that reverse, and what they did in the second half. This is also eye-popping. They gave up 10 yards of offense in a half. Yeah. That's like Chicago Bears 2019 Level I thought you say that's like the Jets on any play. Oh, 10 yards! I thought I'd yards. take one for the team 10. there. Okay, I didn't want right. to make fun of the Jets. I didn't yeah, want to okay, turn buddy. this into a therapy no, session that's, for you're you. Okay with that, buddy? That's okay. I mean, we do that four hours a night <laughs> nationally. So why why do that here?
3: The next week they beat Penn State. He catches a 37-yard touchdown and also holds Joe Jurovicius, who is Penn State star wideout, to 20 yards receiving. Two catches for 20 yards when Joe Jurovicius was, oh, how are they going to stop him? Look at what he's done. Sure. And he does absolutely nothing. And now it's, boy, Charles Woodson is great on both sides of the ball. They beat Wisconsin in Week 10. They run a trick play in which he nearly throws a touchdown to Brian Grease, who unfortunately he goes down at the one-yard line. But the legend of Charles Woodson is now growing, and it's something we haven't seen, and it's really Woodson versus Peyton Manning at this point because Peyton Manning was the overwhelming mm-hmm. favorite coming into the year for the Heisman Troll. Look, Peyton Manning is last year. Well, that career, Tennessee, career mark, yes. He's going to get the Lifetime Achievement Award, but now who's Charles Woodson showing up that's going to try to take it away from him?
4: Well, that Penn State game was significant in helping to bolster all of the the hype wagon as well because you're talking about the long-tenured career of Joe Paterno. They scored nothing on that defense in the first half. All right, 24-0, largest deficit of Joe Paterno's Penn State career. And remember, this is also in Happy Valley. So add, add mm-hmm. to that the misery that goes on there, 34-0 over three, three quarters. They finally get points in the fourth. Those are the first fourth quarter points scored against this Michigan team. Uh, Curtis Enos was, uh, was the guy running for Penn State in what is garbage time. And then Bears. There's a lot of Bears connections it, on this It really podcast. does work quite yeah. well uh, for me. But, I mean, Penn State was a top three team mm-hmm. as this matchup yeah. went, went in. And they absolutely thumped them. After this week, they debut at number one in the country in the
3: Associated Press poll. However, the coaches poll had Florida State at number one. Remember the days when it was the AP poll and the coaches poll? And oh boy, who knows if that's going to work right? So we had Michigan number one in the AP poll and Florida State number one in the coaches poll. A lack of respect or belief in Michigan by coaches that comes back later in this storyline. But now for Michigan, it was all set up for them in their rivalry game against Ohio State. And this is back when Michigan... Michigan used to beat Ohio State almost every year instead of the rivalry it turned into under Jim Tressel and then Urban Meyer, in which if Michigan won once every seven years, it was a big deal. Not much of a rivalry at that point. <laughs> no, they go into this game. And Charles Woodson, in a game that, look, nationally televised, it's the game everybody is watching. Woodson returns a punt for a touchdown, 78 yards in the second quarter. He also picks off a pass, and it was at that moment that he won the Heisman Trophy. Watching this, you see there's Heisman Trophy moments that players have, and they go, oh, what's his Heisman Trophy moment? The 78-yard punt return for a score, that was his Heisman Trophy moment. As long as they won this game and moved on, he was going to win it. He had a very acrobatic interception in this game, and Michigan holds on with a big stand at the end to beat Ohio State 20 to 14. Ohio State 10 and 1 in this in the, in the season at this point and it was either team could now potentially be the number 1 team in the country. Here's Ohio State if they beat undefeated Michigan. This was that kind of game, but it was the defense that held for Michigan in the end and I vividly remember this Kirk Herbstreet on ESPN saying Michigan, Ohio State with a six point game. Michigan's got a 20 to 14 lead late in the fourth quarter. And Ohio State gets the ball back. And this is, whoa, they could wreck Michigan's season with a touchdown. And Kirk Herbstreit, Ohio State, said Michigan's defense has held all year. They're going to hold here again. And they do hold and keep Ohio State off the scoreboard. And they win the game. And they move on to the Rose Bowl, 20-14.
4: Well, it's funny because you got Stanley Jackson, Andy Katz, like all these legendary Big Ten names, uh, at least at, at the time. Stanley Jackson, uh, uh, the quarterback who eventually seeds in that game to- Joe Germain, the legend of Joe Germain, oh, man. began there. David Boston and, and some of the these great names of he Ohio had five State. Five minutes in the NFL, David Boston. I know five I minutes. Well, he went to Arizona. What'd you expect? Well, yeah, it's true. That didn't help anything. The only guy to survive that was minute. Larry Fitzgerald. No,
3: no, no, no. no. And and uh, Rod Tidwell survived it because Jerry Maguire was ninety six. Oh, good point. And then ninety seven. People
4: are still watching Jerry Maguire. It's okay curiosity of how they put them on the Arizona Cardinals. But that's a whole other thing. Uh, Good work by Glenn Fry in that movie uh, while we're at it as well. But taking care of business against Ohio State. What do we say? Succeed and proceed. Ohio State
3: was ranked fourth in both polls and now Michigan, without a doubt, number one in the AP poll, moving on to the Rose Bowl where they would take on Washington State. So this is your first consensus number one participant for the Rose Bowl since 1980 because it wasn't like Big Ten team Teams and, and Pac-10 teams are winning national championships all the time. But now Michigan's number one in both polls, and they're heading out to the Rose Bowl, but they're playing Washington State, who is ranked number eight in the country. One versus eight, the is open for if you beat a team that's not quite up to your level for another team to maybe sneak in and split the national championship with you. It's
4: Lobbying, politicking, and a little bit of... Uh, let's let's compare resumes going on but ryan leaf was on the other side of that game this was the last great day of ryan leaf's football career
3: well i guess getting drafted by the chargers was, big, it was a pretty good day any day after that wasn't very He's good
4: on the comeback trail
3: we all root for ryan leaf so we're set up michigan versus washington state ryan leaf who was then the consensus at worst number two pick That's in the right. draft behind peyton yep. manning but first we had the heisman trophy award to get to coming up next on special teams was it going to be woodson was it going to be peyton manning well you know by now it was woodson how close was it and plus, just how did Michigan hold off Washington State and win the national title amidst some controversy? That's next, Special Teams Podcast, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash
1: with Amax. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow
3: It is the special teams podcast on iHeartRadio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, taking a look back at the 1997 Michigan Wolverines. Before we get to the national championship, there was the matter of the Heisman Trophy to disperse with and dispense with. You dispense with stuff. You don't disperse. Dispense. You dispense with. Well, it. I mean, you could say you dispersed with. funds. You dispersed. Sure. I mean, you could say you dispersed awards. The votes were dispersed out or dispersed out. As we mentioned before, the three of the four finalists for the Heisman Trophy, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Ryan leaf and Randy Moss out of Marshall. He wore the crazy socks all the way up to the top of his knees. And he had all kinds of touchdowns. Is he going to dominate the NFL? But look at Randy Moss, small school. He gets invited to the Heisman trophy award ceremony in New York, which is won by Charles Woodson, the margin of 1815 to 1543 points. He is the first predominantly defensive player to win the Heisman trophy. Just why did Charles Woodson win Woodson won as we talked about earlier His story cut through the clutter Playing defense but playing great on offense but quite honestly, there was a Peyton Manning fatigue at that point because Peyton Manning been a great player for so long but never reached the heights we expected to see him get to. And after all the years of Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, you know what? We got something new, and Charles Woodson was the new, shiny new toy. And we see that in Heisman voting now, in which a guy who won last year, got really close the year before, comes back and is a finalist all the way through. But it's, you know what? God, I've been hearing about this guy for two years now. Oh, here's a new quarterback or a new running back doing something. That's going to be my guy for the heisman trophy it happens but this was definitely peyton manning fatigue and a combination of michigan playing as well as they have being undefeated all season long
4: yeah you had a representative of the number one team in the land a guy who cut through the clutter highlights on all three phases right you don't often get to see that defense big catches as or runs on the offense and then working in the return game so there was always something oh and here's another update from the michigan game And Charles Woodson's name would be in one of the three phases. Peyton Manning was throwing big yardage, big touchdowns week after week for years. And he'd been the talk of the town. So Charles
3: Woodson wins the Heisman Trophy and Michigan moves on to the national championship game. De facto national championship game We think, hey, they're playing Washington State Let's see how it turns out Awaiting Michigan, as we said, Ryan Leaf Who really, I mean, going back to that I remember Ryan Leaf And how highly everybody thought about him In fact, there was some concern That he would jump Peyton Manning To being the number one pick Because Ryan Leaf was the new toy With a cannon arm Throwing the football as well as he did with Washington State And maybe Peyton Manning Oh, does he have a strong enough arm? His ball flutters a little bit That was a lot of the talk about Peyton
4: Manning because, well, had he peaked? Yeah, right. Because he'd been at that big performance for a couple of years and had been such a name. Just like the fatigue when voting for an award, it also becomes a, all right, is he want to be one of these college heroes that doesn't necessarily translate? Because obviously, not exactly a guy running around with wheels didn't have the strongest arm. All of those, some of those boxes you check when you look at Leaf and what they were doing at Washington State putting up 40 plus a game and a lot of it on the strength of his arm, as much as just the accuracy. I mean, we're talking about a guy with a big howitzer Mm. attached that suddenly became a, a sexy thought of, well, maybe they zag because he's the unknown commodity and the diamond in the rough. I was at this game as a fan. My wife
3: went to Michigan, and we, there was no way we weren't going to the Rose Bowl. And I remember calling the day tickets got available, getting busy signals, busy signals, finally getting tickets. Back, it took you like, had to call. Oh, I know. You had to call. Like you couldn't just get online. Now and you, you just him. got
4: a little guy walking like he's yeah. standing in line. No, we call. And I, get I, your, I remember building, it's your turn. being at work and calling every
3: day couple of minutes because we called like Rose Bowl tickets go on sale 11 a.m. And my wife and I were on the phones at work. We had all when you had all the different lines you could call on on one phone. And we kept calling, calling, calling. We couldn't get him, couldn't get through. By the time we got through, Rose Bowl was sold out. We were like, oh, my God. But we're finally able to get tickets. We go to the game, we tailgate. It's the first Rose Bowl I had ever been to, and it's a 100,000-seat stadium. It's the first kind of experience I've had with that kind of craziness on both sides because going to other Michigan games, I've been there where, you know, it's 100,000 people and 99,999 of them are rooting for Michigan. This is really split. A lot of Wazoo fans came down the coast, and it was, it was, a, lo- it was a really fun atmosphere tailgating before the game, but there was nobody who thought that Michigan wasn't going to win this game. And the way it started was a very typical Michigan game, except Washington State came a little bit more than they thought they could handle. They took a 13 7 lead getting to halftime, and it was boy, maybe Washington State's going to be able to loosen up this Michigan defense a little bit, and Michigan's offense is having trouble with the Cougars on defense. Nothing they were running was really working, and Michigan, they were really kind of stuck in the mud on offense in this game.
4: Well, yeah, you, you look at Leaf, the second half, and 99-yard drive. So, right, that, that one's kind of deflating, right? You're expecting, all right, we're going to force a punt and get the ball back, I'm out midfield. This is right off the, the jump of the second half, and all of a sudden, that defense... Showed some cracks, showed a little bit. And Ryan Leaf, this, this is where you start piquing the interest of the, the overall, overall audience. And, and remember bowl games at the time. In their place, you know, just that pageantry, especially the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, Keith Jackson, setting you up with everything from the uh, parade on down. But then Brian Greasy, the ball goes on on his hand. He's got to make the big play, and we'd seen over the course of the year where there had been spots where he became turnover-prone. Not here. Ty Streets, another great name that we'll get into, hits him with a big 58-yard reception, and all of a sudden they're back to life. And this play
3: changed the course of the game michigan's offense was going north they're running a lot of play action and greasy was going short and it wasn't working and this play happened right in front of me because we were in the end zone and greasy goes for a play action fake and he turns back around and he's got Ty streets one-on-one and he just throws it i think as far as he could Ty streets catches it gets into the end zone they kick the extra point because Washington State had missed the extra point, so now they have a 14-13 lead, and you could kind of tell there was a bit of a sigh of relief from the Michigan crowd as if, okay, we finally broke through. That play took a, a, a situation where it was nip and tuck for Michigan and suddenly opened things up. They were breathing a little bit from there. They exerted their will on the game. They got another touchdown in the fourth quarter. Greasy thrown with the to Jeremy Tooman. A field goal from Ryan Lindell, remember Ryan Lindell, Lindell, Washington State fantasy hero, cuts the lead to 21-16 so it's still a chance for the Michigan defense to close except they close in a very weird way because Washington State gets the ball back with not a lot of time left and Ryan Leaf throws a 46-yard pass to put the ball just past midfield to Nyan Taylor who commits the most blatant pass interference penalty you could possibly see Mm -hmm. and you can see this on YouTube now. He just basically chucks it up to the to midfield where there's a lot of receivers the michigan defensive back it's not charles woodson is stopping to catch it and taylor just runs up pushes him out of the way he f- sprawls on the ground taylor catches it goes down and now washington state has a chance here it should have been a 15 yard penalty but instead washington state's got the ball at michigan's 47 yard well, line you
4: know you could have thrown a challenge flag in the nfl and been yeah. ignored I, no, we, the, but it was a two-handed push and a shot. It doesn't matter. It like, we saw those all during the 2019 season. Are you kidding me? It was Harrison Ford kicking Gary Oldman out of his plane on <laughs> Get Air Get out of my One. plane!
3: <laughs> so Washington State's got a chance now. They run a hook and ladder play that gets the Michigan 26-yard line as... Jason Clayton gets tackled with two seconds left. The clock is stopped to move the chains. So Washington State, you think, is going to have at least one last player. They try to spike the ball, but they're going to start the clock after they move the chains with two seconds left. No timeouts left. Ryan Leaf spikes the football, except the referee from the Southeastern Conference crew, Dick Burleson, shakes his head and says, Nope, you didn't spike it in time. Game is over. Michigan wins 21-16 chaos, as always. I mean, he couldn't
4: have it ha- end easy.
3: A little bit of a makeup call, I thought. I said, okay, well, maybe they get the spike in, but they shouldn't have the ball at
4: midfield because
3: of the pass interference. Or was so maybe
4: that extra second ticked off a little fast and did the referees run away like a WWE referee or someone that just won a belt by hitting someone with a chair? No, I remember Ryan Leaf getting really mad trying
3: to go over to talk to the referees, but at that point, Michigan wins, the game's over, and everybody's running on well, the field. Well, there's no review, It's, yeah, right? no, the it's game's not over. like you're going up to the booth yeah. going, hey, should we put time back on the clock? Yeah. Nope. No, 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 game's over. Oh, okay. No, once the game was over, it was over. Different times, Every, man. Everybody's running on the field, and I'm watching Lloyd Carr get interviewed uh, by a bunch of different people. My wife is going crazy because they won the national championship, and It's just just a great moment. Michigan wins, you
4: think. Can we reset the game clock to one second, please? (laughs) So Michigan wins, and national champions, sure,
3: but they had to wait three days for the final poll to come out. This is back when the final polls would always name the national champion, and usually when the number one team wins in a game, they're the national champion, except on January 4th, It was revealed that Nebraska overtook Michigan by four points in the coaches' poll to win a split. Michigan wins the Associated Press National Championship. Nebraska wins the coaches' poll for the national championship. There was a lot of controversy surrounding this as Nebraska beat Tennessee 42-17, had a big day on offense, and this was what a great day. Scott Frost was the Nebraska quarterback, and I remember after the game he put
4: out a statement saying, Michigan, any field, any time. No, that's it. He did a lot of positive. Politicking? Yes. Because the other thing is, this goes back to the Peyton Manning effect, right? Is that you just bludgeoned Peyton Manning. Right. You beat them down to where T. Martin was finishing the game. 42-17, 42-17, your final year. You T. Martin, who would go on to win the national championship next year? Yeah, exactly. We just had to get rid of Peyton Manning, and now we're going to well, win. Well, you move on. Uh, 534 yards of offense, just so, some ridiculous efforts along the way. So mm-hmm. not just what happens on the field, and, and here's some computer rankings. Now it's all about lobbying and politicking, and the fact that Tom Osborne had announced his retirement. Well, that's the big so thing. So that's
3: the big thing. That's why he wins. Tom Osborne, who's one of the most respected college coaches in college football history before that game announced his retirement so there's some coaches who went oh yeah let me give him one more because watching both these teams there was no way nebraska was as good as michigan i mean nebraska had an undefeated season they had a couple of uh last minute escapes they were not as good as michigan was and the fact that Tom Osborne's retirement pushed the decision that way. I thought it was a little weak. Can you imagine that happening now? Oh, yeah, wait, but this guy's retiring. So, yeah, we're going to give him the national championship and half of it. So Michigan has to split the national championship with Nebraska.
4: Yeah, they had a couple of near near misses i mean when you're talking about a a game late in the season uh end of november at colorado a team that michigan had absolutely thumped we talked about it earlier in the podcast of you know we're talking record lows over uh, a ridiculous length of time under under new heisel where they escape with a 27 24 win and so when we start comparing apples to apples like well Michigan's defense rising up. Yeah, there were some gaudy point totals for Frost and, and company there, but the Tom Osborne. Factor numerous Big Ten selections, all American
3: selections. Brian Greasy set passing records with 193 completions, 307 attempts. Uh both of those records were broken by Tom Brady. Hey, remember Next that year, guy? We he, talked about that when guy. he finally won the starting job at Michigan. Get out of here, Greasy. So let's play a little where are they now? Where are some of these big players from this Michigan team in nineteen
4: ninety-seven? Well, we had our 31 people that went to the NFL, and we'll get to one of them, I think is a friend of yours in a minute. Uh, Dwayne Patman, a couple of years defensive back, uh, he's a partner's capital group of financial services, and it was find that thread, there's a bunch of guys in, in finance running off this team. Well, those Michigans, you got to be smart to go to Michigan. I think, right? That's what they tell me. Clint Copenhaver, district sales manager for a medical devices company. It's like he's come up
3: with, like, this device will stop you from snoring. Just put it in your mouth and have it tamp your tongue
4: down and you won't be snoring anymore. Well, also just tries to keep your heart beating. He was an outside linebacker. You mentioned Scott Drysback a little bit earlier. Uh, He's at uh, high school in Austin. He is a teacher and a coach. You've got Dave Crispin. He's a football coach at a high school, but he's also a math teacher. So, oh, so that's so we cool. got some smart guys. so if you ever got fi-
3: if you get fired from being a coach, you're still unless you get fired from being a, listen you can't
4: coach and you can't do math. Well, as long as you can still do math pretty well, I suppose you probably you may not get to stay at that school because maybe they got a hybrid coach math teacher there. Uh, how about Tate Shansky? That's a good name. Uh, he's a president of a financial planning outfit, so that's a good one. Uh, and then Glenn Steele, he's a GM at a metal and plastic distributor. I mean, we get some eclectic. I mean, there's well, a lot of last, guys that are if your last coaches. name is
3: Steele, you're going to work in something with metal in it.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are coaches. Marcus Knight played the NFL a little bit, was drafted by the Raiders. He's a, a running back coach, as we talk, uh, at Indiana State. And then, remember Charles Woodson? Well, oh, he, he produces wine. He does wine now, Charles yeah. Woodson.
3: I did not know that. Kind of about a big him. deal. Wow. We should have him. Woodson him wine. In. Yeah. Woodson wine. If you remember, we met him at the Super Bowl. And oh yeah, a few was, years ago, that was fun. Know, and this is very weird because apparently Charles Woodson and I have a past which I knew nothing
4: about. You were you uh, were you drunk? No, 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 no. Uh, not at the Super Bowl party. No, no, we were we, we worked pretty efficiently and effectively, and soberly. But we were
3: at the Super Bowl in San Francisco. That's right. And we were at Jay Glazer's party. That's right. Right, Our Jay, Jay, Jay Glazer, Glazer. Of course, at, at uh, Glazer Palooza, and. I met Charles Woodson because Akbar Bajabi Amila, who I knew from when I was working at NFL Network, sure. where I did the Fantasy Live there for three years. We met him at the party, and Akbar's and Akbar knows everybody, nicest guy in the world. And Charles Woodson comes up, and he introduces us. You know, hey, uh, oh, hey, Charles, how you doing? Hey, this is, hey, this is Jason Smith, blah 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 blah.
4: And Charles Woodson shakes my hand and says, "I know you." And but I he said, doesn't let go of your hand. Right. No. He this is this is the reverse Curtis Martin that yes, we talked about. It is. where you wouldn't let Curtis Martin's hand go while you told him how great he was. Charles Woodson's giving you a stare. Now he's yeah. wearing an ascot. Like yeah. He, he's got this sweet coat on. This whole thing. But he, and and a big glass of wine in his hand. But he does not let go. And he's locked eyes with you. He
3: shakes my hand. He says, "But I know you." And I wanted to say, "Well, yeah," I, and I said, "Yeah, I do Fox Sports Radio and I did NFL Network for three years. Probably saw me." On Fantasy Live And then I said Yeah Fox Sports Radio I did NFL Network He goes No I know you And he holds onto my hand And he's looking at me And I'm like Dude are we gonna fight? I was like what? Okay. Did you bash him at the no. back end Here's of the your thing. career? Here's the thing. His career or what? At NFL Network, we, we never talked about Charles Woodson. Why? I, I hosted a fantasy show. We were talking about Charles. I don't think we ever talked about Charles Woodson. I don't know when on the radio I would have said something about Charles Woodson that he was like, yeah, I know you. But he was like, oh, yeah, I've been waiting for this moment. Now we finish shaking hands and Akbar kind of laughs and Charles Woodson leaves and you and I were going, dude, what the hell was that all about? Oh, no. What we
4: happened? talked about that for a what while. I finally got even, Akbar back. Yeah, I was like, dude, what, what was, was that all about? Had.
3: I go, dude, you got to ask Charles Woodson about that. You got to ask about that. And we I, never I got an answer. No,
4: well, but it's, it's a great mystery. Yeah, it was. It right? was. I mean, I, I obviously he does a bunch of media and and whatever else, but we were looking at each other for the rest of the night. Like we met a lot of fun folks and hanging out at Glazer Palooza. Like it's a, it's a great party and atmosphere, a lot a lot of good done there, but that was just odd. Just why was Charles Woodson? What did you say? I don't know. Did you did you bag on a teammate or buddy of his? Did you disrespect the back end of his career? I mean,
3: I don't know. I, look, my wife went to Michigan. You think I can I can disparage Michigan in any way and not have her go?
4: Hey, what was that all about? No, but the thing I mean, that it did is it killed the opportunity of a selfie. No, oh, that's true. Yeah, it absolutely killed yet. it because. Hey Pam, look, it's me and Woodson. It, look, no. he's got his hand around my throat. No, I mean, <laughs> it didn't escalate to that level. But if you'd said the wrong thing, it might have. I'm sorry, I just didn't cajole it a little bit more.
3: That's nah, a good word. I like cajole. Thanks, that was nice in there. and to uh, finished with a five dollar word. And now I still don't know about Charles Woodson.
4: So, Charles, if you listen
3: to the podcast, you're looking back at your glory days in Michigan. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresca? If you can tell me, you know, what happened <laughs> and why we have this. Uh, also, get in on Twitter. You have any ideas for some new special teams podcast? You want us to look at some teams from years past? Uh, again, Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at swollen dome. This has been our look back at the 1997 Michigan Wolverines national champions amid some controversy and a Heisman trophy and a very strange handshake. Before you go, rate and review the show. Whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio apps, Apple, whatever it is, give us a rate. Tell us you like it. We will love you forever and ever and ever.
4: Special Teams is a
3: production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There's no distance
0: too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table.
2: Hey, where are you? Coming!
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it